Do you have something you want to improve about yourself? Maybe it's something petty or embarrassing. That's where Personal Best comes in. Personal Best from CBC Podcast is a self-improvement show for people who don't like self-improvement. Vulture calls it a delightfully dorky romp through a world of hidden wants and quiet dreams. And Time Magazine says it's one of the funniest podcasts to hit our earbuds in years. Did they really say that? That is really nice of them. Find Personal Best on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Lie face down. Feel the cold linoleum on your cheek. Sit with your fears or lie with them. Spoon them. From CBC, this is Love Me, a show about the messiness of human connection. I'm Lou. Earlier this year, I called my cousin Tom to apologize for something that happened a long time ago. I said, do you remember when we saw Groundhog Day in 1993? Yes, yes, he said. Well, I'm calling to tell you, you were right. I was wrong. It's a great movie. When we saw it together all those years ago, he laughed and laughed and laughed, like deep belly laughs, maybe even tears. I didn't laugh at all. I'm pretty sure I told him it was stupid. At the time, I couldn't relate to Groundhog Day because generally, I like repetition. I tend to wear the same thing every day. Blue jeans with a short sleeve t-shirt. When I go to the gym, I play the same album, starting on the same song every time. If I change it up, I can never run as far. But not too long ago, I saw Groundhog Day again, this time on a plane, and it finally hit home. I don't think I've laughed that hard in years. I was in full chortle. My seatmates in row 12 looked at me funny. I thought about the holidays spent with my parents and sister and her family, how we're all stuck in the same loop. It doesn't matter if it's Mother's Day, Father's Day, a birthday, Easter, Christmas. There's a sameness that suspends us all in time. It goes something like this. My mother panics in the kitchen. I try to take control and my sister regales us with tales about the new Xerox machine at her office, all of us trapped in front of a lukewarm shrimp ring, not having much to say to each other. We're all stuck playing our roles with little joy or affection. So yeah, Groundhog Day? I get it now. I tell my cousin that when Bill Murray starts making the best of the curse towards the end of the movie, I started to think that maybe I can change things too. Maybe I don't have to live in this never-ending loop of sameness. So until further notice, I'm taking a hiatus from family holidays. All of them. I'm skipping Christmas. I'm not sure exactly what I'm going to do instead. I don't think I'll kidnap a groundhog like Bill does in the movie but I'm sure I'll figure it out.
Hello, and welcome to this audio guide. To get the most out of your experience, make sure your headphones are comfortable and the volume is set at a suitable level. Not screaming. Not a whisper. At any point in this journey, feel free to skip ahead, rewind, or just hit pause whenever you need to take a long, deep breath. Let's get started. Phase one, getting yourself back out there. Right now, you probably have no idea which way is up or down, but start by getting yourself out of the house. That's half the battle. If your laptop's within arm's reach, go ahead and close the two dozen tabs of Amazon casket reviews and your Google search for, are orchids appropriate flowers for a funeral? It's time to step outside. Just focus on moving forward for now. Count your steps if you have to. One step, two steps, three steps. That's it. Grief feeds on symbolism. You can't make it halfway down the block without triggering a landmine of association. Walk past a McDonald's. A sinkhole of speculation about whether your dad's last meal was a filet of fish. You see a barbershop on the corner and think, my dad had hair. You pass a sporting goods store and can't help but wonder, did dad always get picked last in gym class? Is that rejection what prevented him from maintaining honest, loving relationships and giving a shit about his daughter? Now turn around and walk back down the same block. This time, try to see things as they are. A multi-billion dollar franchise with a creepy clown mascot. A barbershop that still cuts sideburns like it's 1972. And let's face it, even if he had been picked first for dodgeball, your dad still would have been an ass. One step, two steps, three steps. You've gotten through phase one. Phase two, subway therapy. Despite the fact you hadn't talked in 10 years, navigating the loss of an absence can still feel pretty lonely. Get on the subway. Go ahead and manspread your grief over two seats. Etiquette is for the birds, specifically, birds with stable, loving families. Across the aisle, a mom wipes snot from her toddler's nose. Watching someone cry in public can be uncomfortable, but it's the perfect invitation to share your own pain. So go ahead. Lock eyes with that snotty little f***er. Let your tears roll. Phase three, surviving small talk. Hi guys. How about that weather? Raining cats and dogs. It's like, what gives, Sky? Let me handle the crying. Oh. What are you drinking tonight? 
non-alcoholic seltzer. Did you know liver disease can cause your liver to engorge and your fingers to curl up into a permanent fist? Thanks for the lesson, Dad. Can you believe I spent all night putting together my new IKEA couch? I spent all night googling my dead dad. All I could find were three Instagram posts and a surprisingly active couch surfing profile. Interesting. Chances are you'll have your fair share of conversations like these. An acquaintance tries to chit the chat, somehow unaware that you're 10,000 miles away from the party. One solution. Light a fire in a nearby garbage can. Repeat after me. Wow. Wow. I could stare at this fire forever. I could stare at this fire forever. Voila. A socially acceptable way to completely zone out. If fire regulations are stricter in your town, go to a laundromat and stare at the socks spinning around in the dryer. Phase 4. Meltdown. 26 years of resentment has a way of burbling up to the surface. Other self-help guides might suggest yelling into your pillow. But instead of hotboxing your anger, find a place where it belongs. Try the post office during lunch, or wait behind a crowd of tourists trying to refill their subway cards. What's the holdup? Never used a touchscreen before? Do you really have to unwrap that lozenge before you swipe your card? Three calls from his credit card company this week. It's not even Wednesday yet. Oh my god, just put the money in the How machine. How did you rack up so much debt in the first place? Face up. Face up. Booze? Hospital bills? All right, let's move it along here, Pops. Wasn't there anyone else who could handle his post-mortem affairs? Can't you see it's your Someone he actually talked to in the last decade? Oh my god, I am going to die in this slum. Who leaves their kid with silence and a pile of debt? Die. Die. Dead. Dad. Die. Dead. Stop saying dead. Coffin. Dead. Can't spell daddies without dad dies. Can't spell daddies without dad dies. Die. Stop saying coffin. Can't spell daddies without dad dies. Phase 5. Kitchen floor. Lie face down. Feel the cold linoleum on your cheek. Just sit with your fears. Or lie with them. Spoon them. I'm lying on the floor, just like they found him. Know that this grief smog won't suffocate you. Why wasn't I enough of a reason for him to get his shit together? Lie here for as long as you need. Could I wake up someday and realize I've pushed away the good things too? Final phase. The ocean. When you can't stand to be yourself anymore, try doing an impression. This is my impression of the ocean. 
Today is my dad's funeral. I know his coffin is solid pine, and I know there will be two dozen orchids at the service, but I won't be there. Sometimes, you just need to create your own ceremony. Take a couple of steps to the water's edge. One step, two steps, three steps, four. Take a deep breath. Ready? Ready. You have been listening to The Audio Guide to Grieving Estrange Father Edition Check out other titles in this series How to Tell Your Sister You're Jealous of Her New Dog Dealing with Your Girlfriend Sea Fungus Audio Guide to Grief featured Melanie Cruvellis and me, Sir Daniel Buddersby. It was written by Melanie Cruvellis with Crystal Duhame and Mira Bertwintonic. Melanie has also made a DIY guide to public grieving in New York City. We'll have a link to it on our website, cbc.ca/slash love me. Today's episode was produced and edited by Mira Bertwintonic and Crystal Duhame with production assistance by Sarah Geis. It was mixed by Crystal Duhame. Love Me's theme song is by Tim Kingsbury. Subscribe to the show in Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you hear, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back with more episodes in the new year. I'm Lou Olkowski. Happy holidays. Whatever you may choose to do. Into any new podcasts? Mm, no, but I listened to the Grease soundtrack 40 times this week. My dead dad loved musicals. I also love Grease. Summer Loving had me a blast. Summer Loving happened so fast. Summer days drifting away. Oh, oh, oh. The summer For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.